the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today we have the blessed feast day of Christ the King. I tell you, there are so many things when we consider Christ as King and the Kingdom He came to bestow upon us. There are thousands of things that we could reflect on and, and grow into on a day like this. But I think today we start by looking at how sometimes and in some ways we can be very similar to Pontius Pilate when he was questioning Jesus at his trial before his crucifixion. The reading we have from the Gospel of St. John in chapter 18 in this Mass. But as I looked at that this week, there was another parallel example of something for us to consider today, along with that, that sometimes we can even be like the Jews on Palm Sunday when they receive the King of Kings and Lord of Lords into that city. The King that had come to save and deliver them all. Because you see, both the Jews and Pontius Pilate, the Jews on Palm Sunday and Pontius Pilate at the trial, they had their assumptions about what a king was and what a kingdom and the nature of a kingdom of a king should be. And the error that we find both in the Jewish people and Pontius Pilate is that they tried to fit Christ the king and his kingdom into their limited understanding construct. And it just wouldn't work. My friends, I tell you today that if we allow our Lord to examine our hearts, we will find ways within us that we do the very same catastrophic thing, trying to make God and His kingdom fit into our constructs. This is what we want to look at today. Let's start with the Jews. When Christ entered into Palm Sunday, they treated Him as royalty. They treated Him truly as a king. And they cried out for that king to save and deliver them by crying out those blessed words, Hosanna. The word Hosanna means Lord save. And you know, while they're saying all of the right words, seeing him as a king and calling out for this king to save him, all the right and perfect words, save us, deliver us. They were so completely wrong in their understanding of Christ as king. And how he would come to save and truly deliver them. You see, they thought the Messiah, the king, would enter into Jerusalem to deliver them from the oppressiveness of Rome and Caesar, the ruler. That the king that was coming to them, the Messiah, the king that was coming to them would sit on a very real earthly throne. And would bring peace and prosperity to Israel as a nation in the world. Dwelling in that very geographic land, the promised land. Their thinking, my friends, was earthly, it was material, it was finite, and it was utterly limited. All the right words, yet such a limited understanding to the totality of what Christ our God would accomplish on behalf of all and for all. They simply did not get it. And because of their lack of illumination to see the truth, and their lack of Passion and desire to know their God. What would they do? They would reject their king. 
They would reject the king and the kingdom, and they would kill him because he did not fit into their framework. And what about Pontius Pilate at the trial? We see the same thing from a different perspective as our Lord is questioned by Pontius Pilate just before his crucifixion. Pilate asked Jesus, are you the king of the Jews? But what's in his mind? What is he thinking about the kingship of this Jesus who was before him? What was his construct? He was thinking, Jesus, are you a threat to our ruler Caesar? Are you a threat to the nation of Rome? Are you some earthly ruler with a kingdom and citizens here on the earth? Should we be concerned? This is what's going on in his mind. And my goodness sakes, he and all of them should have been concerned about Jesus. Their concern should have been moving towards Jesus. But Jesus, knowing that Pilate was seeing all these things darkly and with great limitation, he expresses to Pilate a great truth and reality when he says, My kingdom is not of this world. You see, when Pilate was asking Jesus, Are you a king of a people? The question came out of a framework, again, that was entirely earthly and limited about earthly kings and kingdoms. And because of that, he could not see the truth. And so Pilate asked him again. He asked Jesus again. Are you king then? Now hear Jesus' answer to the question. You say rightly that I am a king. For this cause was I born and for this cause... I have come into the world that I should bear witness to the truth. What is his kingship? What is the purpose of him coming in the incarnation? To manifest the reality of God himself. So that those who encountered him would come to know God. To reveal the kingdom of God. Come to all. This is the nature of the kingship of Christ. Jesus goes on to say, everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. And listen to Pilate's response. What is truth? My friends, if that doesn't resonate in us a little bit and a whole lot when we look at our culture around us. Our Lord Jesus Christ, the King of kings and Lord of lords, became incarnate to manifest the reality of God so that people could know him. So people could walk and live in an enduring fellowship with the Lord their God. He came to reveal all truth, and there is only one truth, and that is the truth from this perspective and wisdom of our Lord Jesus Christ. And our culture is constantly questioning, yeah, what is truth? There's no source of it. The source of it's here in ourselves, you see. And this is what Pilate is struggling with. St. Gregory Nazianzus, he addresses this part of Pilate questioning Jesus and Jesus' response. And the way that St. Gregory questions Pilate is a great revelation to us all. Because St. Gregory does so questioning Pilate in a way that shows us Pilate's failure and weakness and his lack of true perspective. And in all honesty, it should show us our own failure and lack of perspective at times if we will have eyes to see. But also, as St. Gregory is questioning Pilate, we're also seeing the great revelation of how we must posture ourselves in relationship to this King of kings and Lord of lords, the grandest experience of his kingdom that he wants to lavish and bestow upon each one of us. Listen to St. Gregory question Pilate. 
Who is this person, Pilate? Who is this person who has never by experience and contemplation traversed the entire series of titles and powers of Christ? Both those more lofty ones that originally were his and those more lowly ones that he later assumed for our sake. He is God, the Son, the image, the word, the wisdom, the truth. He is the light, the life, the power, the maker of all things, the king. Who is this person who hears but pays no attention to these names so pregnant with reality? Are you hearing what he's saying? Pilate questioning Jesus, are you a king? How dare you question him without knowing him? Because everything Christ reveals in all of those names and titles and powers that St. Gregory had just gone through, every one of them is a divine revelation of the nature of Christ revealed to man. Every one of the names of Jesus, his nature expressed, every one of them pregnant with his reality. Meaning that reality pregnant in those names and his nature to be delivered to us and placed within our souls. Who are you, Pilate? Who hears but pays no attention to these names so pregnant with reality and has never held communion with or been made partaker of the word in any real relationship signified by each of these names that Christ bears? And I'm convinced that there are many areas of our lives, mine included, that are like Pilate and that are like the Jews. On Palm Sunday in those times, we tend to view the king of kings and the entirety of his kingdom from our perspective, our broken perspectives. And we try to make Christ and his kingdom fit into our broken and limited construct for him. My friends, this is precisely how we fall into and buy into the lie that the experience of God and his kingdom in this life occurs in that two-story universe paradigm that we've been talking so much about in our adult discipleship class. This life of massive separation between us and God in the moments of our lives. The separation of the earthly and the material and the spiritual as if they're two different places, two different experiences to be had. Where God steps down from the second story into our pleasant lives when we're doing the spiritual stuff. But when we go about our mundane and we leave the spiritual stuff, all of a sudden somehow it's as if we believe that God goes on upstairs. And we go on about our mundane business as if he's left our sons. He's left fellowship with us. So we're trying to break down this two-story universe so that our entire lives are engulfed by this Christ the King and all the benefits of his kingdom. So who is this King of glory? And how should we, to by his divine grace, break out of this framework that we have lived in, this limited construct of Christian existence in our Lord Jesus Christ? Well, to start with, we do the opposite of Pilate. We do the opposite that we see of the Jews. We do the opposite of what we have developed as unhealthy patterns in our spirituality in this life. That is, we stop trying to live a spiritual life where the king of the universe and his kingdom somehow have to fit into our frameworks. The construct we've built for him to exist in. 
Rather the opposite. How do we break this down by the grace of God? We literally place ourselves before him, a very real and living God daily, as one who are seeking with everything we have and everything that we are seeking his kingdom. Seeking the king. Seeking the king and the kingdom as if to truly know someone. To get beyond the intellect of knowing about someone. But to have authentic relationship with the living God. This is what the incarnation has afforded to each one of us. Knowing that we're the ones when we go before him. We're the ones that are in need of illumination. He doesn't have to fit us. We have to open up our lives to receive everything that he is. So that our souls and our lives are transformed to fit into the blessed kingdom of God. The perfect order of paradise that has been reestablished for us. To have the wisdom to know that we don't have the wisdom. To construct a framework for the experience of our God and his salvation. You see, we do the opposite of the way that St. Gregory Nazianzus questioned Pilate. If you allow me, I'll change his words and adapt them to how we ought to live. How we're being invited to live by God. We set ourselves to experience by fellowship and contemplation the king and the kingdom. We traverse the names and powers of Christ. That is, we pursue knowing him. We get to know him in all of his beloved and blessed revelations to us. To know him as God. To know him as the Son, the image, the word, the wisdom, the truth. To know him as the light, the life, the power, and the maker of all things. To know him as Christ, the King. And we pay attention to these names, these blessed revelations of who he is as we sit before him opening our soul to him. We pay attention because every revelation is pregnant with the knowledge of God. Every revelation brings us closer to him and knowing him and trusting him and growing in the seed of grace that's been planted within our souls to live from the framework of the kingdom of God and finding our chaos dissolved into the peace of that kingdom. You see, we pay attention to these names and we commune with him. Yes, here, beginning here, encountering him, seeing him, taking him into ourselves. And then we go to no less communion in the most mundane things we do throughout the week. We move and live in fellowship. In other words, my friends, we come before Christ. What is our Lord trying to get to us? We come before Christ. We come with spiritual poverty before Christ the King. And we let him reveal all that he is and all that his kingdom is and all the benefits therein. Giving us the framework for the true, total human life as it was created in paradise. And then we live from that fellowship. And we live and move and have our being. My friends, this will give us honor to offer to Christ. And it will bestow upon us the greatness and the wonder of his kingdom. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.